Welcome to the Sim Podcast. I'm your co-host, Eric, and I'm joined by my other co-host, Ron. What up, Ron? What's going on? Where we talk, discuss, argue, and sometimes agree about the National Football League. We would do this show every week during the regular season, including the playoffs. Let's go! Ron, it's week number two coming up. Uh, we finally into into the regular season. How was your week one experience? It was great. It was awesome. I loved it. Um, I felt it feels like things are almost back to normal. Uh, being able to see like you know everybody in the stands again, um, sitting at home on my couch watching all these football games. Um, it, it was great. Had a great weekend. Yeah, uh, it, I had a good weekend, but the opposite of what football fans do. Because I was, you know, full disclaimer, I was out of town. I went to a wedding. The rehearsal dinner was on Thursday night. Then f- the wedding was Friday. Saturday, we just did whatever. And then Sunday was a travel time. So I missed Sunday's games. I only watched the second half of the Patriots game. I missed the Sunday night game. So truly for me, the only games that I saw was the Monday night game and half of the Patriots game. So I I wasn't the same experience as you, but I made the best out of it. Well, those were two good games. But honestly, the entire weekend from starting from Thursday from that Cowboys game, you know, uh, Bucks game all the way to last night to the crazy ending to last night's Ravens Raiders game it, and everything in between. It was just awesome. You know, it was great. Yeah, it was definitely a good week of football. Before we get into the games, let's do some top news. I would say this is kind of a short top news but what Fitzpatrick how long is he going to be out for uh, it, they're saying uh, eight weeks uh, somewhere around eight weeks um, potentially though could be the entire season I don't think they necessarily know we'll, we'll see how his uh, surgery and how like rehab uh, kind of goes um, but I it, you know they seem to be confident in uh, their backup uh, in at this point, it doesn't sound like they have any plans of bringing anyone in, including Cam Newton. So, uh, but he's going to be out for a while, potentially the entire season, which sucks. You know, sucks for them. Does it? It doesn't change your win totals though for them, right? No, I, you know, I think they are a playoff team. I think they're still, you know, they're, that defensive unit is going to keep them in, in, in every game. And I, going back to what I said, I, you know, I thought Hank Haneke, whatever his name is, was a really good quarterback with the way he played last year. And I'm surprised I didn't give him opportunity to start uh, this season. Um, so no, I, I don't see them. I don't. I'm not going to change any of my prediction. I, I definitely see them as a playoff team. Yeah, I definitely. I don't know if this is an improvement or basically the same. The same. I think 
the backup quarterback that they have now, Henneke, he played preseason pretty well. So I'm not. I still think that they come in second. They fight for second depending on Dak's health, but that should be Dallas's division. Uh, I'm glad to see you uh, change your mind on Dallas because you were completely down on them last week. So, well, I just said they weren't going to win. That's all I said. I mean, whether they lose by four, or lose <laughs> by ten, semantics. I'm not a better. Uh, the other one is COVID strikes again. So it looks like the Saints are tested positive for COVID. How do you think this is going to affect them with this week coming up? I don't know. I, so I don't think this is necessarily a big deal because it's mostly coaches. I think it's six coaches and just uh, Thomas, who isn't even playing anyways. Uh, you know, unless we hear that a bunch of players all of a sudden test positive as well. It may not be necessarily a big deal. They moved their practice to like some sort of virtual, you know, virtual meetings, virtual practice, you know, for the coaches. Um, well, that's what I mean. I think that every team has a protocol that they're right. going to follow. And as soon as someone tests positive, they're going to go into like, you know, virtual meetings. They're going to have virtual practices, all that stuff. So I'm not too, too worried about. You know, especially then there's no superstars being affected anyway, so. Right. Uh, the other news, uh, Denver's receivers out. Do you think they'll be affected? Yeah, the, this is probably going to hurt them a little bit. And then these are um, some, I guess these guys are going on short-term um, injury lists. So you got Jerry Judy and Ronald Darby being put on IR. Uh, those are guys that they are going to need down the stretch. So they miss minimum, I think, of three games, if I'm not mistaken. So, but they can overcome it for the next like few weeks. Um, they just gotta, you know, make sure that no one else, uh, either on offense or any of their their DBs, get hurt. Yeah, I don't know how. I mean, they won without them, even though it was against the New York Giants, but they did win. So I guess it won't affect them too too much. So. Out of all the games that you saw last week on week one, which upset did you were like, wow, can't believe they did that? Hmm. I don't think there were any. I wouldn't say there's any. Well, I guess there is one. It would be the Vikings because I thought they were better than that. Now, I didn't necessarily think that they were that great. I think last year they won seven games, if I'm not mistaken. But to go have to, you know, have a game where you go into overtime with the Bengals, and I know the Bengals are approved, don't get me wrong, uh, but to lose that game, there's they're actually a lot worse than I thought they, they were. So that kind of surprised me a little bit. But the other games, for the most part, they went as, as what I thought, with the exception of Green Bay. You know, I had Green Bay winning that game, but I knew the Saints were good. We know the Saints are good. I'll just chalk this up to one of those weird games where things didn't go well for Green Bay. And, you know, I don't, I'm not like everyone else, you know, that are making a huge deal out of this and, you know, making, uh, going back to like Aaron Rodgers not being there and all the things that he said, you know, it's just one game. I think it's a blow over. I think next week they'll, they'll come out um, and figure out how to win. And then the rest of the season, they'll be fine. I think to me, even though I didn't watch this game, I think to me it was the Cardinals-Titans game because 
I know you're not high on the times at all, but I didn't think that they were going to roll over like this. And when I look at the team stats, I just I still can't believe Derrick Henley Henry only had 53 yards rushing. So what happened in this game, Ron? Yeah, and you and I talked about this a little bit before. I'm high on the Titans. I see them as a playoff team. I think they're they have a lot of talent on offense. Um, their defense is terrible, and they got exposed, you know, by Kyle, Kyle Murray, and they, you know, they were embarrassed, uh, plain and simple. So that game got out of hand quickly, and from the, you know, from jump they were playing catch up. So Derek didn't really have an opportunity to kind of get get in the game, and uh, so you know, Arizona is a team that's up and coming. Um, you know, I, I have them making it into the playoffs but you know on the in the nfc i don't see them necessarily making a run while they're in the playoffs uh but kyler murray has these types of games every now and then where he just like goes off on a team and then the next week he'll come back you know come down to earth you know a team will figure him out so do you think the mvp talk is just that is just talk for kyler murray yeah i think it's right now i think there you know any mvp talk for any players is just it's just talk like i I, at least, you know, with Dak, I've seen it before last year. I've seen it, him consistently do that for, you know, when he played. Uh, with Kyler Murray, I've, I've seen him go back and forth a little bit. Uh, so I, I don't know if he'll necessarily be, you know, within the top five, let's say, of contention for the MVP this year. Uh, yeah, it sounds. I think that uh, the MVP talk is way too early. Let me. I want to get like a good four or five game. Let's see what happens. Mm-hmm. Uh, all right, so let's go and review our team. The first team that we're going to do is the Tampa Bay Bucks. They won against Dallas 29-31. Uh, you had them winning uh, by four? Yeah, my, so I had 31-28. That's so, my prediction. So you had them winning by a field goal. I had them winning by almost 10 points. Uh, so... What happened in this game is easy. The the Tampa Bay Bucks have Tom Brady. Yeah, it came down to one last drive. Him having the ball last. Um, Dallas left too much time on the clock for him, and he was able to get a, a nice drive, orchestrate a nice drive down the field and kick the game-winning field goal. But this game, to me, you know, went exactly as I thought it would. I thought it was going to be a close game. I think a lot of people are sleeping on the Cowboys. The defense is improved, you know, although they you know, gave up 31 points, they still looked a lot better than they uh, did last year. And Dak is the real deal. You know, I've been saying it for a while. He's a top five quarterback. I don't, want, don't understand why people just don't give him that credit, but he made some great throws considering he hadn't played for so long. Didn't really didn't play at all in the preseason. You know, he started off a little bit slow. I thought he looked fantastic. Um, so, you know, I think I wouldn't shock me if you see these two teams uh, in the conference finals at the end of the year. Yeah, I mean, looking at looking, I didn't see this game full disclosure, but looking at the numbers, neither team was really good at rushing. Both quarterbacks had over 300 yards passing. You know, you're talking about Dak Prescott had 403 yards passing. I mean, the guy was just tossing it left and right. Yeah, and that's the one, I think, thing with the Bucks that is going to be concerning. And I mentioned it last 
podcast. Um, which defense are we going to see? Are we going to see the defense that showed up last year? Or what we've seen so far in preseason where they've been gashed a little bit. And they got gashed. Now they got some injuries in their secondary um, that obviously didn't help at all. Uh, they were missing their strong safety to, to start with. And then uh, one of their cornerbacks uh, went out. I forgot what quarter it was, but he went out as well. So they got, you know, they, they got toasted in the secondary. Uh, but, you know, you, you got Tom Brady, you got Godwin, Tony Brown, Mike Evans, and those running backs. You can overcome, you can score 31 points even while having four turnovers, that end, which is what they had. They had four turnovers still able to, to win the game. Also, what kind of impressed me when I saw the stats is that uh, they didn't give up a sack. The Bucks didn't give up a sack at all. So, the, if the protection is there, Brady will find you. I'm just surprised that Mike Evans only has six targets for three receptions. That's kind of low. Why? I mean, did they have the best cornerback on him? What happened? Uh, yeah, so and it goes back to Dallas's defense being much better than people think. So they had Diggs, I think, was for the most part covering Evans most of the game. Uh, but it wasn't necessarily just him. I think, you know, uh, Brady's just going to go to whoever's open, and for the most part, that was A.B. early, Godwin late, and Gronk uh, all in the middle of that, too. So, you know, they, they, they had too many weapons, you know, offensively. You know, too many people for Tom to choose from, and no one guy necessarily needs, no one needs to go out there and just get 10 catches, like, you know, 100 yards. That's, that's not... You know, going to be how they play. It's just going to be whoever's open is going to get the ball. So, do you, you think this team, Tampa Bay Buccaneers, are going to, it's going to average thirty points a game from now going forward? Meaning that no matter what kind of defense puts up against them, they're going to score thirty points no matter what. I think they'll come damn near close to it. So, um, I got to go back to last year. I think they averaged close to twenty-seven or so last year, um, and so they should be able to. They got. The same exact team coming back with a off season, so assuming they have no injuries, yeah, yeah, they, they should be able to score thirty points. Now, quickly for week number two, the Bucks have a four o'clock game against the Atlanta Falcons. Right now, the they're giving the Bucks, uh, well, they're giving the Falcons twelve points with a fifty-two and a half over under. What we both initially gave them a W on our team review for the schedule, but uh, do you think it's going to be closer than you think? You think both teams are going to go over fifty-two and a half combined? Yeah. So I think this is going to be a, a huge scoring game. Not like I don't think Atlanta is going to come out and do what Dallas did necessarily, but the sec the secondary concerns with uh, the Bucks are real. And I think Matt Ryan will have some success. Not to mention, I think he'll be playing from behind a lot. So, you know, I have this game. Um, so 12 and a half points, I think, is what the spread is. I have the Bucks winning 41-23. Yeah, see, I, I, I don't think, even though with the corners being down, because this team is meant for you to pass the ball. So basically, this, this team is, the Tampa Bay Bucks basically, they work like they're gonna get two touches ahead of you, and you gotta play catch up. Right. And when you play catch up, 
that's when they release the hounds. So I think that this week they do a lot of sacks. I think they don't. They're not gonna go over. Um, and I'm gonna be like the same same last week. I think they're gonna be close to the spread. So I'm guessing that it's gonna be a 14-28 score. I don't think they do. They reach 52 and a half. I do think that they do reach the century mark and rushing for this week. Yeah, they could. They could, uh, and they should. You know, um, they'll they'll stick with the run um, a lot more. They can't. You know, what the what bothers me, and it's not just the Bucks that do this, but if uh, any of the running backs go in there and, and fumbles, you know, they automatically bench bench them and go go with the other running back. I, I hope that doesn't happen uh, because I, I believe in both of these guys, uh, Fournette and Ronald Jones. I'd like to see them both get, you know, 10 touches in this game uh, somehow. Uh, but, you know, I don't think they necessarily need to do that against Atlanta. They can go out and, you know, Tom can throw 40-something times. And, you know, I, this game, to me, is going to get out of hand pretty pretty quickly. See, this is the thing. is like um, if a receiver fumbles a ball, I think this less there's more lenient because they're like, oh, you know, it's the receiver. He got hit by the linebacker. He got hit by a lineman. So, you know, probably got outweighed by 80 pounds. If that. But, but running backs are getting hit more than anybody. But that's else. their job. <laughs> their job is, oh, you're going to get the ball and you're going to get hit hard. You should not fumble the ball. Well, um, listen, quarterbacks throw picks, you know, receivers. Everyone fumbles. Linemen make mistakes, and you just don't see that. I think it takes the back. One, it messes with your confidence to, to have a fumble to begin with, but then to have your coach bench you on top of it and not be thrown right back in the game. Just, you know, running back is a position where you just need reps, and I, I just hate seeing, um, you know, seeing coaches do that to, to running backs. It makes no sense to me. I don't hate it. I think that that's is their job not to put the ball on the ground. And you can so, so what happens like in the and then we'll get to the Patriots game when both running backs fumble. Then what do you do? Well, first of all, Ronald Jones did not have a hundred yards. I'm looking at it right now. He had 14 yards. Okay, uh, don't compare Ronald Jones <laughs> to Harris. Uh, number two is uh, he you if you have a number two option like the Bucks have with Leonard Fournette, then you put Leonard Fournette in it. But yeah, it's that's just not. Sorry, I'm I'm all for coaches benching people that put the ball on the ground. So you have uh, so they play in Atlanta. We both have them winning. Uh, you saying that they're gonna go over the fifty-two and a half? I'm saying that they're not, but they will win by more than twelve points, twelve and a half for you. Yeah, I think 28 points against Atlanta is like they that would be them taking the foot off the gas, and that's not going to happen. That's you know Bruce Arians, Tom Brady don't do that, so I don't see that happening. The next game that we're going to review is the Steelers Bills. This is another game. I did not watch, uh, but I know that the Steelers were down 
17 nothing by halftime. So what happened in the first half, Ron? This is your team. Yeah, so they were down 10 nothing, and they looked like last year's end-of-the-season Steelers. They had, um, I want to get this right, uh, they had a total of 53 yards uh, in the first half, five punts in the first half. Uh, everything that, I guess, could go wrong offensively um, went wrong. You know, they couldn't get into any rhythm whatsoever. And uh, they couldn't run the ball. They couldn't pass the ball really well. They just didn't look good. But, you know, what? who did look good is their defense. Their defense is spectacular, you know. And all this noise uh, last week and the last month or so with J.J. Watt, Will he show up? Will he not show up? Will he get paid? He got paid, and guess what? He was in shape, and uh, he, you know, he came came in, got two uh, two sacks, one forced fumble, and the entire defense just looked spectacular. So um, they kept us in the game, and you know, when we came out in the second half, things started to click a little better. Better. Uh, ben got us. Uh, he got you know got us some drives where we were able to kick some field goals. You know, I wish we could finish those drives out a little bit better. Um, you know, with touchdowns instead, but you know, the field goals definitely um, helped. And then the block punt, um, you know, for a touchdown obviously changed the game as well. Yeah, so they were a different team uh, at the half. I don't know what Mike Tomlin told them, but they came to play. Well, the defense was there no matter what. I mean, Fitzpatrick, six solo tackles, Devin Bush, six tackles. So. I mean, they were there for sure. Um, but what's what's up with your boy Josh Allen? Two fumbles. Yeah. So I'll you know, and I'll go back to what I said about Buffalo too. I think they're a good team, a really good team. I have them in the. Um, did I say they were going to the Super Bowl? I can't remember now if I had them going all the way to the Super Bowl. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. The Super Bowl, yeah. Tampa Bay and Buffalo. Yeah. So the problem with Buffalo, and I think I mentioned this before, is they put way too much pressure uh, on Josh Allen. You know, I think he threw 50-something times, 50-something attempts in the game. And, you know, the Bills, Josh Allen, they're not Kansas City, right? You're not Mahomes. That shouldn't, you shouldn't have all that pressure on him. And it surprised me when I, I saw the game start and uh, they're running back. Uh, I forgot his name. I think his last name is Moss. Um, was a healthy scratch. It made no sense to me uh, whatsoever. You know, it made me realize right away when I saw that they're okay. They're, they're going to come out and try to pass and pass and pass. And that, you know, that might work against most teams. But it's not going to work against all teams. And then when you get into the playoffs, if I'm Buffalo, just thinking ahead. You, you, you should remember what happened last year. You should recall how you know you couldn't run the ball down the stretch. Yes, some of that was injuries or whatever. You got to take some pressure off of, you know off his shoulders, man. You got to figure it out. How do you take some pressure, you know, off of Josh Allen? Because it's on, on offense. It's a hundred percent on him for them to win. You know, same thing with the Ravens. A hundred percent on Lamar Jackson making a play. You know, you you, you can't. You know, I don't think you can, can survive in the playoffs uh, with that much pressure on one player unless you're, that player is Mahomes. I mean, he had 51 attempts, which is high. That means 
that means he was burned. He was a burden of the offense, basically. Right. And then, fourteen targets to Diggs. So he was only throwing to Diggs almost ten percent of Diggs. Nine receptions. So I mean, I don't know. I mean, Buffalo Bills. I was like, this team wasn't really super impressive. I know they had the number one offense last year, but I think last year was. They can't replicate it. What I'm saying, and they can't really replicate it unless you have a good running back. And I don't think they have a good running back. And that's see, I think they have some decent backs. Uh, Singletary is good, and Moss, should, you know, is 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 pretty good too. And he should have been in the game. You know, tw- I'm looking at the stats. You got him up. 25 rushing attempts. Nine of those were for Josh Allen. That's insane. You know, so you take away those nine, and you think about like his 51 throws. That is not balanced. Uh, and that, I would expect that if you were in a shootout and you were losing and you need to, to catch up, um, but to c- completely abandon the running game, I know you're playing the Steelers and Steelers is a good team defensively and they don't allow, allow a lot of runs, but you know, just to throw 50 something times when you're, for the most part, you're winning the game, you won the first half, makes no sense to me. Well, I'm glad that you're talking about the rushing because your team, the Steelers only have 75. What's up with your boy Najee Harris? 45 yards. Doesn't sound like a top 10 running back, Ron. Yeah, so it's, you know, running back stats aren't just about the player. It's about what's in front of him. And one, he caught one ball for... So what? What? What is he What is he there to do? He did... You know what he did? He got us a win. Because if it was anybody else, any of our other running backs, we wouldn't win this game. He had one uh, run, I want to say it was like 18 yards, so I can't remember, um, in the second half that got us going. Um, and he, he's excellent at pass protecting as well. The thing is, we need to run better. At bottom of, you know, at, at the end of the day, we need to be able to run the ball better. We need to commit to it. I think they, they did that. They gave him 16 carries. Nobody else got a carry, which, again, makes no sense to me. Um, but they at least committed to the run. I don't like the fact that they still ran a lot out of the shotgun. They still used a lot of um, run, run RPLs, run pass options. And, and a lot of them, you know, Big Ben opted to throw instead of handing the ball off. I think he needs to get under center and give Najee a head of steam, give him a chance to get some, you know, momentum, you know, take a proper handoff, see what he can do. Uh, I hope they kind of can work that into their offense a little bit uh, to give him a, a legitimate. He, I'm not concerned with Najee Harris. He's going to make some plays this season. You know, 45 yards is you know on 16 carries. Nothing. You know, it's not great, but um, you know, I think he'll be fine. I mean, 16 carries. I don't know if that's enough for him that we can say, okay, well, he's a bad running back, and. Next week, you guys, the Steelers play the LA Raid, Las Vegas Raiders. So, I mean, if there's any other team that Najee Harris needs to show up is for the Raiders, because they're not really. I mean, I saw them last night, and they weren't really stopping the run. They did okay. They have some decent. They have some good players on defense. I think it had some injuries coming out of yesterday's game. I had to go back and look at that. But um, 
I think Najee will have a better performance um, against Oakland. I think there'll be uh, a better balance, you know, in terms of the statistics, you know, how they look. Um, this is a game we should win. What's the, the spread? What five and a half or so? Six and a half now. Six and a half. Wow. So it's it was five and a half when I looked at it early. It's getting up to a point where I start to feel a little bit nervous. Um, but you know, the Steelers should. This is a game. It, Steelers should win. It's in Pittsburgh. You know, Oakland is not uh, as good talent-wise. They got some good players. You know, Carr is okay. He's pretty good. Uh, Waller is uncoverable. You know, you can't. He's a beast. Um, but they got it. You know, their defense. The Steelers' defense is awesome, and I think that we can. We can. Uh, we, sh- we should win this game. Uh, so, what do you think? You think it's this? The over/under is forty-seven and a half. Uh, 47 and a half. So I wrote down a prediction here, but now I go, I'm going to go back on this a little bit. Um, because I think the offense is going to get going, like I said. But I don't think it's going to score as many points as I initially put down. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say this is uh, uh, like a 26-20 um, game. Yeah, I, I think they're definitely gonna go under. I think that I this Steelers defense is really really good. The cornerbacks safeties are really really good. I think they're gonna do what the Ravens did with Waller early in the games, and then they're just gonna double team. Um, there was a lot of blitzing going on, but it's because the Raiders' offensive line was not that good last night. And again, it goes back to you know. Can you run the ball? I don't. I don't think Jacobs is real, really good running back. Against the Steelers, he's not gonna be that great. Yeah, Jacobs is good. He, I think he's really good. He's playing hurt. Um, he played hurt yesterday, and he, you can obviously tell he's not 100%. So if you're not 100%, even if you are 100%, you're, you're running up against the uh, the Steelers. You're gonna have some problems. Yeah, I definitely see this as a score. Uh, 21-14, but they're not going to go over 47.5 points. But that should be a W. We got it down as a W. Uh, no upsets here. Uh, let's go to the game. The Dolphins versus Pats. And I actually watched the second half of this game. Uh, and I even watched when Harris fumbled the ball and said, oh, game over. <laughs> so, overall, what did you think of this team? What did you think of Mac Jones? I thought Mac played excellent. Um, 29 to 39 for 281 yards and a touchdown. I The game that they had offensively went exactly as I thought it would. Now, I predicted that they would win pretty handily I you know I thought they would put up 27 points um, I think I had 27 17 they end up losing why did they lose because of uh, turnovers you know the two turnovers by the you know their running backs the killer one like you mentioned with uh, with Harris but then the penalties too you know this is a Bill Belichick team that's supposed to be all you guys are supposed to be all disciplined and stuff and you came out and had like eight freaking penalties for like 80 something yards you know that's not good at all that cost them 
um, I think, uh, some points for sure. Um, so, you know, as far as the Patriots goes, I think they're, they're going to be fine. I, you know, I think there's a lot to be, uh, pr- you know, proud of and confident about. But at the end of the day, this is one that got away. They should have won the game. As far as the Dolphins, exactly what I expected. I think they're an okay team. You know, I'm not 100% sold on Tua. He played okay. He had a couple horrendous uh, throws, one that led to an interception. Um, he just makes, he reminds me a little bit of uh, Jameis, I guess, a little bit of Fitz, not Fitzpatrick, but he just makes some really bad mental errors sometimes. Um, and that interception that he threw was just horrendous. So, uh, you know, I, the Dolphins is a team that I had out of the playoffs, even though they won this game. They, I, I, I'm not going to change my mind, even though they got off to a one and zero start. Yeah, I mean, looking at the second half, this is this game was winnable, even with the penalties and all that stuff that you talked about. This was a winnable game. Mike Jones played exactly what they how they wanted him to play. Right. So it was definitely winnable. This was not because Miami played well. It was the opposite because. The Patriots played a bad game. Yeah, they played poorly. If you ask them after the game how they rated their performance, it was terrible. You know, you cannot have eight penalties. You cannot have, you know, those turnovers. So everything else, though, in between went well. Um, you know, it's a game you should win. And you blew it. The other thing is that I saw this uh, just quickly is that Mac Jones got hit nine times. I don't think that's a good statistic for the team. Mm-hmm. I think as a rookie quarterback, you need to have him upright. Yeah. Especially Mac Jones, because he's not very mobile. Uh, but again, I'll even though this is a loss, a division loss, I think that Mac Jones played excellent. Mm-hmm. I think the running backs got the yards that they needed. They did fumble. But Sandra Stevenson, Damian Harris. Although, you know what also kind of uh, impressed me a little bit? Nelson Aguilar actually caught a touchdown. Yeah, he played well. So better than I expected. I thought this, you know, the whole season would just be all about the tight ends. And uh, John Smith played well. He had, what, five catches or so. Either, even Hunter Henry got into the game. Um, you know, so they're going to need more of that from Nelson and others uh, from the, uh, the receiving core. I still don't think they're that great, the receivers. Um, I, th- I think they, if they had a legitimate number one, number two, they'd be even better. Um, but like I said, you know, the Patriots are a very good team. Defensively, they're good. Offensively, they're, uh, they can be efficient if they can minimize the turnovers. Um, and they, as long as Damian Harris continues to do what he just did this past week, right? If he gets a thousand yards, which I'm predicting for him this season, uh, they can win 11 games to be in the playoff hunt. I think that um, I don't see them being in the playoff hunt. I because I think in this league you have to score more than 16 points. Uh, I think that 17 points for the Dolphins is going to be this team's average. For the defense going forward, 17, 14 points. I think that's going to be their um, points allowed average. But they have to score more than 17 points to win. 
So basically, this offense needs to score at least 21, 24 points going forward to win games. Yeah, they'll they'll clean up the mistakes. Trust you know, trust me there. Uh, and they and they, they get a chance to clean up the mistakes because they play the Jets next week. Uh, they are Patriots are favored by five and a half. It's a forty-two and a half points over and under. What do you think, Ron? You think uh, the Jets and Patriots go over or under? They are going to go under, and but I do have the Patriots winning quite handily, like twenty-seven-nine. Uh, this, you know, the Jets aren't very good. I think we saw that. We knew that coming into the game uh, this week, week one. Um, the Patriots' defense is, is, you know, it's legitimate. Um, they're legit. So, and the offense, like I said, they made. They're going to clean up a lot of the mistakes they made week one. And I think Matt Jones and Damian Harris, uh, they're going to have offensively a much better game, and they should be able to put up, you know, 27 points this week. Yeah, I think that. Uh they're definitely going to go score more points than they did last week. And I think the Jets are going to score less points because we're not talking about the Carolina defense. We're talking about the Patriots defense. Mm-hmm. Even though this game is in New York, I don't think the New York Jets quarterback knows what's going to what's c- coming to him. If he thought that he was running from the Panthers the first half, you know, wait, wait till he meets the Patriots defense. Um, I don't think they score more than 10 points. Uh, the Jets do. So I, I'm giving it like a final score of 21 to 10. 31 points. Maybe even 24 to 10. But they don't they don't score that many points. Yeah. I mean, 21-10, I think I would still be a little bit disappointed. I would expect the Patriots to score more than that. Um, at least get into like field goal range more frequently. Get some drives going. Um, you know, they, they should be able to, to score more than that. But we'll see. You never know what happens. So, Yeah, and I, I've never seen the Patriots kind of step on the gas. Once they have, like, once they have a lead, it's all, it's all about the time, clock time management. And they usually don't, don't throw bombs when they're up. Mm-hmm. Uh, so... Week number two is coming up. We already went over the three teams that we're going to review. What is your upset special, Ron, for next week? What team do you like that's going to beat the odds? So we're talking not just beating the odds, but winning outright as an upset, right? That's how we're kind of defining it here. Yeah. So um, there's there's some pretty good games week two i think there's there's uh some tough games to that can go either way um i don't necessarily see a bunch of upsets this week but if i was to choose one uh i'm gonna say it's the rams uh giving four to the colts um i think the colts can flat out win this game yeah the rams look good uh they play the bears let's not forget so uh, the Bears' defense isn't as good as what you know it has been like three, four years ago. It's not the same Bears team, and the Colts didn't. I know they didn't play that well against uh, Russell Wilson in, in uh, last week. So, but you know, 
when you look at the talent on the Colts roster, uh, on the front seven, um, on the lines, you know, the running backs and everything else, I mean, they they can, in my eyes, they can actually win this game. And this would that would be my upset if I was looking at like any of these uh, teams. That would be my upset to actually beat the odds and win the game. Do you think uh, they go over or under the 47 and a half? I think that's a good question. They'll probably go right under. Under 47 and a half. Uh, four points to the Rams. I think that's kind of a slap in the face to the Rams. Uh, they should be favored. I think they should be favored by more. I, I really like this Rams defense. I don't like Carson Wentz at all. Um, I, I I don't think... I think the Rams pull it. I don't know if four points might be more, but I think the Rams pull it. And I don't... I, I agree. I don't think they go over 47 and a half. So let me say this about the, the Rams defense because they got some studs on defense, right? You got Aaron Donald. You got Ramsey. You got some good players. But... If you really go back and look at, at their defense, there's, they aren't necessarily good at stopping the run. Um, they can get be beaten um, if you run right at them. I think Chicago did that a little bit uh, with Mon- Montgomery. Montgomery had some really good run. Montgomery's a physical running back. So I think the Colts can have success, some success is what I'm saying, what I'm getting to if they, if they run the ball. Um, and I think they will will do that. So the Rams have a, a great defense. Obviously, one of the, the top, like let's say, three or four defenses in the league. But you know, it's not like they're perfect, and you can't necessarily beat them. So the Colts, it might, it, you know, the Colts need to win this game. If they're if they're really a playoff team, they can't go down 0-2. So that's going to be my pick for this for the upset. Uh, my upset pick is actually going to be. Tennessee Titans over the Seahawks. So he Seahawks again, five and a half points to win at home. It's gonna be fifty-three and a half points over under. <laughs> that is a lot of points for uh, a Titans team that was not that good against the Cardinals. I I, I do see a lot more Derrick Henry in this game. They don't want you don't want Russell to get the ball that many times. Because then the 53 and a half will happen. Uh, so I actually see them. That's my upset pick. I don't think they're going to go down 0-2. Uh, I trust Mike Brable has a game plan for the Seahawks. Maybe he'll look back at the Super Bowl for inspiration. I don't know. But I actually like the Titans uh, winning over the Seahawks. Yeah, this one's gonna be—it's a tough game to call. I think I can—I can see why people would jump all over Seattle because you know they—they they looked so good in Week One, and they—you know—historically they play really well early in the season. It's not until the end of the season they start to struggle a little bit. But you know, Tennessee—I don't see them going 0-2. I think they're a good team. They got to fix some things for sure, and there's no fixing that defense, by the way, uh, in one week. So we're—we're we're gonna see them get bludgeoned here and there. But if they can. Um, go in and get an early lead and just give Derek the ball um, 20 times. You know, if he gets 20 rushes and they can control the clock, 
they'll be in the game and they can they should be able to pull off uh, an upset uh, they, they can pull off an upset let me just put it that way um, five and a half is is a lot it is a lot and Ryan Tannehill had two fumbles last week I think they cleaned that up mm-hmm. and they also clean up I mean he had th- basically had three turnovers one fumble he did recover no actually he lost both of them wow so he had two lost fumbles and an interception so that's three turnovers you're not gonna win a game doing that mm-hmm. uh, I don't I don't think he does that this week and I think Derek Henry goes over a hundred yards that is my uh, upset of the week yeah I think it's a good one uh so, week two is coming up. Uh, do you have any plans for week two? Sit in front of the TV, um, watch the red zone. I don't know who's playing on TV. Hopefully, I doubt the Steelers are. Uh, I was hoping they would be playing uh, this week on CBS here locally in Florida, but they weren't. Uh, but I'll be sitting at home watching these games glued uh, to the television again. So. Why not? So this Thursday's game, the Giants against Washington football team. Washington is favored by three and a half points. Uh, do you think the Giants cover or no? It's 42 and a half over under. Uh, so this, honestly, this game is a toss up. And it's a Thursday game, like you said. So she got a short week of practice. And if anyone has the... I guess the uh, momentum, uh, things going in their in their favor. I would say it's the Giants, even though they, you know, they had one of their typical Giant games. You got you 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 playing a team that just lost their starting quarterback. So yeah, I know their defense is really good, but you got to figure out how to beat Washington. I don't think it's going to happen, but you know, I would uh, if the Giants go zero and two. You know, you it wouldn't surprise you. It's not going to surprise me, but you know how I feel about Daniel Jones. I, you know, I think he's going to take those potentially take those coaches down um, and the GM down if he doesn't, you know, fix things like instantly. Uh, he's going to be on a short leash. You got to figure out how to fix it this year. Well, according to Fox Sports, the Giants are five and one against the Washington football team over the last three seasons. So even though they're Washington is favored, they don't have a good record against the Giants. Mm-hmm. Uh, 42 and a half points, it's kind of high. And if I was the Washington football team defense, I would take that as a slap in the face. Um, I don't know. I've, I think that this game... And really, I'm just interested because of Chris. Every time I look at the New York Giants, yeah. I think about Chris. And he told me, you know what? It's okay if we have a bad year because we have good picks. A good selection next year. But then I'm like, damn. Just give up on the year just like that? What, what can you do? You know? And that's the thing with players like Daniel Jones because it's so hot and cold there's times where you you know I, I watched a lot of the Giants game there's times where I'm like damn you know he made a nice read here he made a good throw oh damn he made a really nice run here you know he's very athletic 
But then you're like, damn, what the hell are you thinking? You know, why do you keep fumbling? You know, why, why does that happen, you know, to you? It's just, I don't know if it's bad luck or what. But you can't have, you know, it's never a good situation when you're, when you have those type of questions about your, the quarterback who's supposed to be leading your team. Yeah, it's not very good. So then we are, we are all set for next week. Uh, hopefully I'll be able to watch more games this weekend than I did last week. Uh, and then uh, we'll be able to discuss in detail about what happened. Yep, and by this time next week, I would imagine my Steelers are 2-0. and And again, on top of their division, for all those so-called pundits who said we were... You know, not going to be a good football team this year, and Big Ben doesn't look the same, and all this bullshit about Cleveland, you know, and how they're going to be in their Super Bowl and all this foolishness. Um, you know, they're going to start to eat their words next week, I think, if they haven't already done so after beating the Bills. Listen, just because the team is one and zero doesn't mean that everyone else. There's still 16 games left. Oh yeah, <laughs> I know. And we already discussed it. Your team was 11-0 last year, and look right. how they ended. Exactly. Up. So, yeah. uh, I don't. I think the pundits look at the schedule, and they have to, you know, it's in their TV contract to <laughs> go out and make as much people upset. So I don't really, you know, pay much attention to them. It's all, you know, it's all going to be determined on the field. Kansas City game was good. Mm-hmm. I think that the Browns. Uh, know that they wanted to be the team they needed to score a, a lot of points. Unfortunately, the Kansas City Chiefs have Matt, Patrick Mahomes. So. Browns do Browns things, man. That's all I gotta say. They do Brown things. I don't, you know, they had no business losing that game, but they did because they're the Browns. Although I do, I do like the fact that. The West is undefeated after season, after week one. Yeah, so, and uh, in the NFC, too, a lot of people jumping off, like I said, at the top, of, you know, jumping off Green Bay all of a sudden. Guess what? They're in first place. They're all 0-1. So, relax, you know, take a step back. Don't jump off the ledge. Green Bay's going to be fine. Yeah, I don't know why people are jumping off Green Bay Green Bay will fix things. They have good players. They have a good quarterback. They'll they ride the ship. Don't worry about it. I'm standing still with my picks uh, for to make the playoffs. I like Casey and Cleveland. You like Buffalo and Tennessee to make a championship game. Yeah, I'm still gonna hold firm to that. Um... Tennessee comes out and if they beat Seattle then I'll feel confident if they go out and get bludgeoned <laughs> like week one then I'm going to have to change that pick you're going to have to make a, <laughs> I'm gonna have a, to make a mid-season change a mid-season change real quickly <laughs> uh, I don't who are the Browns playing next week Texans oh yeah I mean they don't win this game I will have to make a, a sound decision go forward <laughs> Uh, they should they should be even though Houston looked kind of good with uh I know uh, Taylor I know try, but again, Taylor 
quarterback. Tyrod, but, you know, again, they're playing the Jags. So, I don't know where this game's at. Um, but, you know, Browns have a good team. You know, they have a much better team, hands down. So, they should win the game. They, they need to go in there and not play around, you know, play all four quarters. And, uh, you know, win the game. And just... just but they don't always do that, so we'll see. Yeah, so I would say uh, we're both sitting here going, Cleveland and Tennessee do not let us down again. Right. Uh, we'll, we'll, we'll have you a short leash for week one, but after week two, if you do let us down, we'll have to switch. You still? Uh, what about the uh, NFC still holding? I still like the Rams. Uh... Again, they should beat the Giants, but same thing. If the Washington football team does not beat the Giants this week, I will have to make a change. I will have to say, uh, no thanks. Yeah, so, and I'm sticking with my team, Bucks and Packers. However, um, I will say this. I was chicken shit last week because my gut was telling me, you know, pick the Cowboys to be in the NFC championship game. And I was like, no way. There's no way they're going to do it. I know I like Dak. I love their weapons. But no. Um, if they if Dallas comes out, let's say by week four and five, let's say they put together a winning streak and they're scoring 30, 40 points a week, I'm going to have to look at it, especially with Green Bay's schedule. Green Bay has a tough schedule. Um, I may have to relook at that as well. And reconsider that, and not just Dallas, by the way, the Saints too. Depending on how they play, you know, the, the NFC is a lot. There's a lot more teams, good teams, than I thought there was. You know, I was giving it to like Green Bay, uh, the Bucks, and, and then the Rams. And I didn't really give any other che- uh, team a chance, but obviously that, you know, just looking at the way the Saints and the uh, Cowboys play, I think it's legitimately up in the up in the air. Yeah, I mean, uh, there's two divisions right now that are worrying me my picks anyway that's the nfc east because i picked washington and the afc south because i picked tennessee um so if those two teams start off the year oh and two uh we're gonna have issues Mm -hmm. uh so with that on that note we're gonna end it there again uh have fun enjoy yourselves uh and don't drink too much when you watch the games later enjoy enjoy the week go Steelers go Bucks go Patriots yes go everybody win no 0-2s here thanks again for listening Please send your questions and or suggestions to Shut Your Mouth Podcast. That's shutympodcast at gmail.com. You can always reach us via Twitter at Shut Your Mouth Podcast or DM us at the gram at Shut Your Mouth Podcast. Again, S H U T Y M Podcast. Until next time, see ya. Peace.